Hey everybody, how are you? Welcome to an all new Downright Sports Radio. And today's show we're going to talk about the voting is just going all wrong in baseball. Aaron Rodgers is is he overrated? And Michael Jordan, did he retire because James came in the game? Mm. So buckle up everybody and understand that, hey, we're going in to NFL Championship Weekend. You need to get prepared. You need to get ready because, hey, if you know what time it is, then you understand what's about to happen. Let me just remind you. It is showtime. Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. My name is Kobe Bryant. I'm 17 years old. With the hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. He worked day and night. Every day. For years and years and years and years and years. As time went on, 20 years had passed. And he felt that he had accomplished all that he set out to accomplish. But what he come to realize is that the goal that he set out initially of becoming the greatest of all time was a very fickle one. And what he realized that the most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches those around you and how it carries forward to the next generation. But he realized that's what makes true greatness. The story would be about transformation. Hey Jack, start that bit from the tin knot. Yeah. Based on the true story. Uh. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got cracked. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got cracked. I got Krenak, yeah, I got Krenak. Got that Krenak, yeah, I got Krenak. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got cracked. Standing on the block selling henna. I be going dumb, I be going retard. With no regard for no Brenner. Pin up my car, bitch, I'm from Kalapina. Southside, outside, and I'm right round, I get it. And I look round, they took my style like, motherfucker, you trapping? Huh, let me slow it down before I get a ticket. Nigga, wanna first for me, it's gon' cost a chicken. Rip your mirror, shake it like a stripper high. So big it got a stripper pile I'm ballin', ballin' like a given getting out All I talk is crack, I can get the rick out Started from the trap, now I rap No matter where I'm at, I got crack Started from the trap, now I rap No matter where I'm at, I got crack I got Krenak, yeah, I got Krenak Got that Krenak, yeah, I got Krenak Shit stink, then she need the dinner. 
No, I'm not a killer, but no pandas. Get bugged, get slugged, but you won't even get up. This us, two guns in my D dust. I'm from the A and you a C plus. You niggas can't even see us. Ear must from Neiman's Marcus. I'm like, come on, let's start this. Keep it real, my department. Versace, my garment. Yeah, I don't give a pin up. I don't give a pin up. I don't give a pin up. Make us up my dinner to that bitch hiccup. And when she come up in now, I won't even pick up. Uh. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got crack. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got crack. I got crinac, yeah, I got crinac. Got that crinac, yeah, I got crinac. Started from the trap, now I rap. Eight grams in my bin ass. I be making jewels work, be moving fin ass. And you need to mind your fucking bin ass. Get cash, get fast, that's a paper tin ass. New car, you are not me, forget it. I got more hoes than four hoes. I had a four some for Christmas. Let me turn it down, my baby mama list. Extra garlic butter, I got Benny Hanna issues. Trigger finger, itching like it's poison ivy. Going so hard by Agra trying to sign me. I might get an endorsement from Baking Soda. Catch me cooking crack, trying to make a rolling. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got crack. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got crack. I got Krennag, yeah, I got Krennag. Got that Krennag, yeah, I got Krennag. Started from the trap, now I rap. No matter where I'm at, I got crack. That's right, Sting. It is showtime. Welcome everybody. <coughs> Welcome everybody to an all new Downright Sports Radio. Here we are, brand new episode, brand new day. All new show. I'm your host, the one, the only notorious sports critic player, one himself, Brent Reed. And we are here broadcasting everybody. You can listen to the show so many different places, so many different times. And we're getting started and as we're getting uh, ready to get ourselves geared up for NFL Championship Weekend. You know, we have... Uh, Chiefs taking on the Bengals. We also have the 49ers and the Rams. A couple of regular season rematches. But I have to uh, put that on the back burner. Because, ladies and gentlemen, a crime has been committed. An atrocity on our land has happened. So yesterday, the Baseball Hall of Fame vote. Uh, was announced the whole new class, uh, excuse me, 
one new class recipient was um, was announced. And uh, David Ortiz is going to the Baseball Hall of Fame. Uh, <laughs> don't know how I feel about this one. Um, not because Ortiz played for the Red Sox. That has nothing to do with it. I know I'm a lifelong Yankee fan. Uh, the day God calls me home, I want my casket to be pinstriped. I want to be buried in a Yankee uniform with my name on the back. And I want everybody to eat hot dogs while the baseball... Um, while the baseball theme is played uh, instead of like some sad song. Yeah, that's that's what I want. <laughs> that's what I require. I'm a very, very, very easy <laughs> what I want. Uh, so, guys was not, you know, let it. You know what I'm saying? The same, the same names as you, if you don't know by now, let me let you know. Basically, here were the people on the list. Uh, David Ortiz, who got in, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, Scott Rollins, former third baseman for the Phillies and the Cardinals. Um, Kurt Schilling, former pitcher for the Phillies, the Red Sox, and Arizona uh, Diamondbacks. Todd Helton, Billy Wagner, A Andrew Jones, uh, Gary... Uh, Gary Sheffield, no, I can remember his name. Alex Rodriguez, Jeff Kent, uh, Manny Ramirez, Omar Vizquel, Sammy Sosa, Andy Pettit, Jimmy Rollins, Tori Hunter, all World Series win. I mean, all yeah, some of them do have multiple World Series wins. Uh, a lot of those guys are all stars, Gold Gloves, all great. We're going to spend the majority of this segment on the fact that, and I apologize for my low energy because this is the craziest thing you can, that they, that they did. Like, let's call it like it is. You vote in David Ortiz, who we don't know, you know, has a positive test on him. So, <clears throat> for those of you that are trying to figure out, what does it take to get voted into the Baseball Hall of Fame? Well, I'm glad you asked. In fact, let's do this. You know, I'm glad you, <clears throat> I'm glad, caller, you called in. Basically, you got to be the best of the best. Voters take into account your stats. They take into account, you know, how many years you play. They take into account the impact of the game. And then they take into account your character. Mm, we'll come back to that one. Then the Baseball Hall of Fame is a museum that is sponsored by Major League Baseball, but it's not it's not Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame. It's just a museum that was created in it's in Cooperstown. And the way you get into said Hall of Fame is you're voted in by the glorious guardians of the game. The baseball reporters, which you had to cover the game in some capacity. Uh, uh, broadcasters do not get a vote. So guys who watch the game every single day don't get a vote. You have to be a beat, you know, a writer of some consequence. They've have in, in most recent years they've allowed bloggers. They've allowed people from online sites where it used to just be the old school, um, the old school newspaper guy. Well, that's now changed. So let's talk about the first criteria. And that first criteria is your ability to play. Well, 
if we look at the list of candidates who did not make it, <clears throat> starting with let's 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 not go with the popular choices that I'm going to rant on. We're gonna go with some other guys. We're gonna go with guys like Andy Pettit. Oh, Andy Pettit. Andy Pettit is not in the Hall of Fame. Now, somebody who is we're gonna compare somebody who is, Andy Pettit has some the most career wins, or he's in the category most career wins for uh, playoff appearances. Andy Pettit also has multiple World Series championships. Andy Pettit also uh, has he took Houston as well as um, whoa, that's me. He took Houston. That is me hearing me. <laughs> he took he, he took Houston and he took the Yankees multiple, multiple, multiple wonderful trips to the said World Series. Andy Pettit has not gotten in. Andy Pettit basically doesn't even get any vote in consideration, which is kind of sad all in itself. Okay, why don't this just... I'm trying to read something. So, Andy Pettit's not in, but you know who's in? Mike Messina, who has zero Cy Young Awards, who went to... I think he went to one World Series with the Yankees. He went to the World Series in 04. 03 and 04. He... Was he, he retired from the team just before they won the World Series again? And Raymond, welcome back to the show, my man Raymond Bud Silly and Big Poppy and Clemens Bonds not getting out of here. Let uh, Pete Rose players that kissed. Yes, we're getting there. We're getting there. Oh yes, we're building up to that, Raymond. Yes, I will read what you write. We're building up to that. So Andy Pettis not in, but guys like Mike Messina. Craig Biggio, Pudge Rodriguez, Jeff Bagwell, Tim Raines, Barry Walken, Kirby Puckett, all very good players. Vladimir Guerrero, Larry Walker, all very good players. They don't compare to names like Bonds and Clemens. <laughs> okay? I'm not quite sure Craig Biggio was better than Jeff Kitt. Who is not in the Hall of Fame? I'm not Jeff. We know Jeff Bagwell was not better than Sammy Sosa, who is not in the Hall of Fame. Are you telling me in their prime, you rather have who would you rather have, Larry Walker or Gary Sheffield, Vlad Guerrero or Manny Ramirez? Would you rather Andrew Jones? Or Larry Walker. I'm going to take Andrew Jones. Heck, I can make an argument for uh, Tory Hunter. I don't think he should be in, but I can make an argument. The biggest criteria, as we go down this list, is your character. That's the one that we're here on. Your character. So if you're asking everybody, well, how the heck... David Ortiz with 10 All-Star appearances, 7 Silver Sluggers, 1 World Series MVP, 3-time World Series champion, gets into the Hall of Fame, while Barry Bonds, 7-time MVP, only 7-time MVP, 14-time All-Star, 2-time batting champion, 8 gold, glove, gold gloves, 12 Silver Sluggers, does it? Well, I'm going to let you know. So many say it's racism. It's not racism. 
it's more because it was racism. Jackie Robinson wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Willie Mays wouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Some guys wouldn't, you know, they, those guys wouldn't have gotten some of the best votes. All right, and let's not act like David Ortiz got into the Hall of Fame with like ninety percent of the vote. No, he got in at seventy-seven. So that means there was skeptic, there were skeptics out there. The reason why Bonds and Clemens are not in the Hall of Fame is because. Well, not Clemens as much, but the reason why Bonds is not in is because Bonds did not kowtow to reporters. Bonds did not kiss the butt of reporters. Bonds was not submissive. Barry Bonds said, I'm the best, I'm the greatest, holla at me, I don't care how you feel and what I say. Barry Bonds was so, if Barry Bonds was an NBA player, he'd be Charles Barkley almost. From the way he presented himself. In any other sport... Barry Bonds, people would have lined up, shut up, because his greatness overshined anything. But because it's baseball, and reporters are with the players more than any other sport, because it's 162 games out of the year, reporters are going to be there more and more. They're in the clubhouse, they're in the, the, the dugout, they're everywhere. They want a buddy. Hey, I can drink a beer. If you listen... Listen to baseball reporters, guys who've been doing it forever, been in the trenches. What do they always say? Oh, that guy, you could drink a beer with that guy. That, that's the type of guy, he just tells a story all day. He can tell a story. Hey, you know, that guy over there, he can tell one heck of a story. I just sit back, I, I just put the recorder down and let it go. Not Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds said, oh, you want to holler at me? Watch when the game is on. I'm going to show you how I get down. We're going to touch on the steroid stuff. Oh, you buckle up, kids. We're just getting started. Now, Roger Clemens, that's a total different bag. Roger was dirty. Roger was, yo, get out my face. But Roger was, hey, for the love of the game. They loved Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens was basically, if you've seen that Kevin Costa movie, for the love of the game, that was supposed to be Roger Clemens. The, the, the last of the last. The last, the, the gunslinger. Go back. For those of you baseball, you know, sports fans, Remember the early mid, the early 2000s, the aura of Roger Clemens before that Mitchell report came out, before um, uh, his, his trainer dined him out like a little punk. <laughs> Go back. It was Brett Favre, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens should be doing uh, those, those, uh, those, those commercials with Brett Favre, the Wrangler jeans. He should be in them too. You knew when Roger Clemens hung up his glove, he was going to the Hall of Fame. You knew that. You could have, you couldn't bet. You could, you could have took a gazillion dollars to the bank, and you would have won. The person who did it bet against it. They're looking pretty better now. <laughs> but the reason why Mr. Clemens is so shunned, well, quite frankly, he disappointed and broke the hearts of so many reporters. Not children. No. Grown men. Listen to how they talk about Roger Clemens. Oh my God. He didn't need it. He was my hero. When Roger Clemens and when those players went to the congressional, when Congress called to sit down, and which was a waste of taxpayer dollars. Like, why is Congress worrying about a bunch of athletes taking steroids? Like, it's not... It's not detrimental to the to the fabric of our country, like, but it's baseball. 
And yet I understand how sensitive baseball is to a generation of men. It is. It's just like that. When that generation passes away, baseball's going to find itself in a different scenario. But men were lining up to get Roger Clemens' autograph. They were lining up, which is fine. But I'm talking 60, 70, 50-year-old men. You know what I'm saying? Because Roger Clemens was the cowboy. He was from Houston. Yeah, he played for the Yankees, but he was from Houston. He was still a beer-drinking, dip-chewing, uh, a hunter, whatever they do in Houston. He was from Houston, and he was one of us. Well, no, he was rich, and he wasn't. That's why he played in the Yankees, and he would have continued playing for New York, probably. But when he comes out, he's like, I didn't take steroids. I didn't. And he stands behind it, and he thumbs his nose. He's like, yeah, that guy's lying. They were hurt. <gasps> My hero cheated. <gasps> this, this is this is an outrage. Now, when Barnes was doing it, it, he was evil. But when Clemens did it, he was disappointing. You see the what I'm trying to draw here. And Barnes and Clemens, there's plenty of guys on this list that could go down, but Barnes and Clemens, without a question, are linked forever. Have never played each other in the World Series, were never teammates, may have faced each other a handful of times, being that Clemens spent the majority of his career, except for like two, three seasons while he was in Houston. Clemens always pitched in the American League, and while... He might have faced him in a couple All-Star games. They really, their connection to one another is through this steroid thing. (gasps) I said it. There's zero, zero positive test against Roger Clemens. And the one test against Barry Bonds, the one, was technically, I think, done when it wasn't even illegal in the game. So how, how, if you will, are you electing guys like Pudge Rodriguez, who has links to him. Mike Mike Piazza, who has links to him. Frank Thomas, who has links to him. Jeff Bagwell, who has links to him. Tim Raines, who openly said, I do not slide in the second base because I do not want to break the vial of cocaine in my back pocket. How do you... Larry Walker has links to him. Uh, How do you... uh, And my favorite, the new inductee, David Ortiz, who has a positive test. And if you really want me to get technical... It, it, you, the argument is Barnes went from this to this with his numbers Clemens went this to this his numbers when David Ortiz played for the Minnesota Twins he was not even in the lineup he was barely used he goes to Boston in the height the height of the steroid uh, 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 the, the, the steroid Cowboys era and all of a sudden He's now one of the best hitters to ever do it. Granny was a DH, and all he did was play DH. He didn't have to go in the field. But David Ortiz now is hitting the ball better than anybody in the world. Coming through, just just swinging the bat with the greatest of ease, knocking the snot out the ball. Because David Ortiz is big poppy now. I'm big poppy, and I'll make you all laugh. <laughs> I'm big poppy. Love me, love me. I'm big poppy. Okay? He now, all of a sudden, is this lovable, over, you know, larger than life. So, for those of you who are just hating on David Ortiz, but I'm not. Alright, David Ortiz started with Minnesota. Let me not go talk about his first year. He played 15 games. Let's give a nice little sample size, shall we? David Ortiz, in a season where in which he played 130 games in 2000, uh, had 10 home runs. And he batted 282, which isn't bad, which isn't bad, uh, with over 415 plate appearances. 
Next year, he had about 125 games, and that was probably his best season with 20 home runs. And then he gets to Boston, and he had a pretty good year. And then all of a sudden, his numbers around 2003, 2004, 2005, 2006. Why are those numbers relevant? That's like around the time steroids was like everywhere. His numbers seem to have blossomed. 32 home runs, 39 home runs, 47 home runs, 40 home runs. 29 home runs, 52 home runs, 30 home runs, 35. And the guy now just consistently just blowing the ball out of water. Not as great a hitter as Barry Bonds, but his numbers went up. Nobody better than I there. Then we talk about my man Barry Bonds, shall we? Shall we? Let's, let's, okay? As I zoom in. We're not going to talk about Bonds in the Pittsburgh years, even though while in Pittsburgh... You know, he did blast. You know, he was averaging around 30 home runs a game, except for in 94, because that was a strike season where he was back. Oh, that was in San Francisco, sorry. But his last year in Pittsburgh, which everybody says he hit, you know, 36 home runs, 130 RBIs. Uh, then he goes to San Francisco, where he hits 38 home runs. 96, uh, he hit about 27, 26. And then 1998. The year of the home run chase, 44 home runs. And then, oh, I'm in the wrong thing. Sorry, I am in the wrong thing. Here we go. So, 96. Oh, here we go. Even better. So, a man who everybody says magnificently couldn't hit home runs, in 93, he hit 46. In 1996, he hit 42. 97, 40. 98, I think he got hurt. But he hit 37. Uh, 2000, he hit 49. The big year, he hit 40, I mean, 73. Once, he hit 70. He never hit 60 again. After that, 46, 45, and 45. He was averaging around that from, from 93 to around 2000. He was near or over the 40 threshold. He had one bang-up season. He had one great season. After that, 40, 40, and 40s. And even in his older years, 26 and 28. So tell me, what's the difference? One big poppy got big all of a sudden. He was big as a house. Nobody second that. They counted that to eating. Barry Bonds has just got a fat head. That was evidence for steroids. Barry Bonds, David Ortiz. Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens need to be in the Hall of Fame. If not, the Hall of Fame needs to stop today. Because if another player gets in, the two guys who single-handedly hold all records in their respectable positions, two guys who dominated their errors, both came in the league in the 80s, they dominated their errors. It's clear, without a shadow of a doubt, they were the best. So I'll even take it one step further. I'll meet you halfway to this bridge. If they were taking steroids... They were the best of others who took them. A lot of guys took them. They didn't come close to the numbers that they did. They were the best at what they did. For their time. Character. That's the word. That's the magic word. We're going on character, are we? Ty Cobb is in the Hall of Fame. I'm not mistaken. Ty Cobb was a known racist. Character. 
I'm pretty sure, like, one of the first uh, commissioners are in the Hall of Fame. I'm pretty sure they got guys in the Hall of Fame who kept black players from entering the league. Character. <laughs> one of my favorite all-time players I never got to see play, but I'm a big fan of and love his numbers, Mickey Mantle. Character. We know Mickey didn't go home anytime because he was too busy hanging out with the opposite sex. I'm not judging, but the, the Hall of Fame said character. And this is, let's be clear, Barry Bonds is not in because he told the reporters to kiss his butt. And Roger Clemens is not in because he disappointed. Now, if you want to tie the racism card, they know they can't put, they want to put Clemens in, but they can't. But you can't really pull the racism card now, can you? Because Roger got 65%, while Bonds got 66 But yet, it's character. Can't make a museum without its history. Just saying. Hey, everybody, welcome to Downright Sports. This segment went long. Uh, thank you for listening right now. You're listening on DynastyRadioNY.com. You're number one source for hip-hop and R&B, which means it's Thursday. Which means it's 8 o'clock. Which means sports is taking over on the show, on the network. Alright? But now, this Saturday, or Saturday, or today, depending on when you're listening, we would love to say thank you and we're welcome to our new home, Trap Radar Radio. So, go there now, Trap Radio. Trap Radar Radio is the first time I'm saying it, actually. So, we appreciate it. Uh, you can listen to us on Saturdays here going forward. <laughs> so, uh, we're you know we're excited to be on our new home, uh, another network. So, it's always fun. It's always fun. Uh, so, basically, hey, Saturday, 3 o'clock. I'm taking over for college football. When we come back, uh, we're going to just keep the show moving because I went on very long. Uh, we kicked the things off a little bit of two chains. We're gonna th- I'm gonna throw in some dub C for C if you live. You feel what I'm saying? Hey, downright sports. We'll see if you live, yeah. Yeah. I'm with this. What we throwing up? All you bust ass niggas out there. I got my motherfucking homeboys in the house. My nigga Ice Cube back here. Back to set the record straight for these bust ass niggas who trip. This all we do a nigga. Front, back, side to side. We be giving it up to the day we die. Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to erupt. So motherfucker, what's up? Front, back, side to side. We be giving it up to the day we die. Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to erupt. So motherfucker, what's up? Nigga, clear the lane, here I come once again with this gangster click, dropping this gangster shit. Strictly for the rider, two riders, I got a west side of rhyme for them niggas that's sitting on them date wires. Pump the bass, hit the switch, cause Ice Cube, Mac 10, and Dub C's back up in the B.I. itch. Straight crystal for life, ain't no looking back, ink in my flesh, west side tatted on my chest. Walking with the shadow of death through the land of the scandalous, South Central Los Angeles. Home of the Crips and the Bloods Where even the strongest niggas is drug through the mud And visitors from out of town best to stay in Hollywood You get the tourist ass kicks strolling through my hood West Coast 
to the casket drop. I'll be throwing it up for motherfucker West up. It's gun home Mac 1, no please. You can't fuck with these ice cubes and dub C's is my G's and hip-hop. Top three niggas, the new bosses never slipping cause we flosses. Packing in the roses, nigga. Thought you knew how we do it. Ain't a damn thing changed. I'll wait on them things forever in a day. So back up, give me room. Don't neglect just respecting everything. I can't check out wreck. Now you can cross out the buses and snitches. Shit, only killers, hoochie bitches, and hot hydraulic switches allowed. On the turf where the real hogs dwell. Sold up the hood, the fattest bowlers on the block for sale. Inglewood City to throw my call home. Niggas be so bright, you might need your locs on the bell through and spin your end with Mac 10. Then I gotta confess up, nigga, this West up for life. Run back, side to side, we be giving it up till the day we die. Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to run. So motherfucker, what's up? Front, back, side to side, we be giving it up till the day we die. Niggas hit me up, I'ma have to run. So motherfucker, what's up? I was late, so this is for you. So this is a sacred piece of art, history, and scorpions. You know that? No, 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 no. This is. You sure the one by your thumb there isn't a scorpion? No, that is my thumb. Good one. We are returning. Welcome back. <clears throat> Lips are dry. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. So, this past weekend, the NFL playoffs uh, uh, continued for the divisional round, and we had some surprising, surprising games. Uh, some say it was the greatest playoff weekend ever. Wrong. The only reason why it became the greatest playoff weekend ever was because of a little game I like to call the Chiefs and the Bills, where my favorite player, Patrick Mahomes, took on maybe my second favorite player, Josh Allen, and those two, the last two minutes of that game, maybe the greatest two minutes of sports I have seen in a long, long time, when they just decided to just go, you know what, take the gloves off, we go with, we're just going, we're just going to shoot it, you know what I'm saying, we're going to, that was a shootout, all right? But what we did have happen this past weekend was the losses of Tom Brady, uh, the greatness, the man, the absolute beast. Um, <laughs> do my cat wings. Tom Brady is just the best. <laughs> he does it all. You can't beat him. You can't stop him. But then Aaron Rodgers lost. Ha! Buckle up. So if you're an Aaron Rodgers fan out there, I'm sorry. because I'm going to hurt your feelings and I'm going to hurt Mr. Rodgers' feelings. For years, as long as my mouth has been running, for years, as long as I've been in front of these cameras, or I have been on this microphone, I have been saying Aaron Rodgers may be too below overrated. To which some may have said, you're just a hater, which I may say, that's very much possible. That's why my nickname is the Notorious Butch Critic. But tell me if I'm wrong, because a man who every year is picked to win the Super Bowl. If you let them tell it, shh, if you listen quietly enough, you can hear another analyst tell you how many Super Bowls Aaron Rodgers has won since his first one. Newsflash, none. Aaron Rodgers' playoff record, which I wrote down, is 12 and 10. Not too good, not too bad. If Aaron Rodgers was a team and your team was 12 and 10, would you think they were that good? 
Probably not. Probably not. It's above 500. You get an A for effort. You know how many more Super Bowl appearances there has been? One. One Super Bowl appearance, one Super Bowl victory. Now, it's one more than a lot of people, but not more than some of the people that you could compare him to. Let's take it to the list. So, we're going to take Tom Brady out of the category, even though I'm just going to go ahead and tell you Tom Brady, 35 wins, 12 losses in the playoffs. That's counting his 10 trips to the Super Bowl and his 7 Super Bowl victories. Just saying, though, for every year, I'm told Aaron Rodgers is better. Tom Brady says, is he though? So I pause here, and as the caller, caller, uh, 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 John from Detroit, go right ahead. If you're watching on Facebook, it just looks silly. So I'm just curious, right? You're 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 just crapping all over Aaron Rodgers, but you know, what about his team? His team hasn't always been the best team. You get what I'm saying? Like Tom Brady's teams have been better. Outside of Randy Moss and Gronkowski, name me like other great receivers Tom Brady has had. Because before Randy Moss and before Gronkowski came along, Tom Brady was still winning. What's your point? Like, they got the same amount of opportunities. Plus, Aaron Rodgers has the luxury of playing in the NFC North, where like Minnesota is always like, and Chicago is definitely like, and then there's the Detroit Lions, who he gets to beat two times a year. So, like, stop it. Okay. I'm not pulling up Aaron Rodgers' numbers. I'm just not. I'm just going to hate on the man, and I'm just going to talk crap, and I'm going to criticize him like my, my, my show does. So, as that call to John from Detroit was completely off, Aaron Rodgers has won multiple MVP awards. He's made win it this year, but yet when he makes it to the playoffs, he just comes a wee bit short. Let's move on to another one, Peyton Manning, who also played in the Aaron Rodgers era. Peyton Manning, who is not that great. 14 wins, 13 losses. Kind of in the same boat, right? Oh, except he's got two Super Bowl victories and three trips. <laughs> now, one of those Super Bowl victories, yeah, he was, you know, a little long in the tooth. Still went there. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he? And he's got two. Two more, or one more, than Sir Aaron Rodgers. Moving on. Big Ben Ruffersberger. Now, he's 13 and 10. One more win than uh, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> except silly me. Two Super Bowl victories with three trips. It's also one more than Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco. We can all agree Joe Flacco ain't no world beater, but except he's fifteen and ten in the playoffs. Good. Joe Flacco is fifteen and ten in the playoffs. You know how many Super Bowl victories Joe Flacco has? The same amount as Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Russell Wilson. I don't know if Russell is as good as Mr. Rodgers. He is 9-7. and seven. He doesn't have as long a list of windows, but he does have two trips to said Super Bowl and one Super Bowl victory. And then my favorite, your favorite punching bag, my favorite Giants quarterback, Mr. Eli. I'm not 100% sure he's alive, Manning. With, count him, two trips to the Super Bowl, two Super Bowl victories. Oh, and he's also 8-4, and four, which is a little bit better than, uh, you know, 12-10. and 10. <laughs> And Eli beat the GOAT twice. But 
then there's Aaron Rodgers, who I'm told all the time is better than everybody. But yet, when Aaron Rodgers was at home, at home, he I think there's some stat out there. He's like the only quarterback in Green Bay history that just can't win a home game. Green Bay is the ultimate, the ultimate home field advantage. Now, let me paint you a picture. And then I'll, you know, I'll stop beating up on the man. Let me paint you a picture. Imagine if you had home field advantage in Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> Silly, what a coincidence, right? In around, I don't know, January, it just gets like stupid cold. Like, knock, knock, who's there? It's the cold, and we're going to average the temperatures around one. <laughs> and the high will be two. And you get to play a team, I don't know, let's say San Francisco. Where, like, the average temperature there is, like, 50 in January. It may rain once or twice. But it ain't one degree. Like, let's be real. So, you got the ultimate home field advantage. It's cold. Your fans is out there with no clothes on. They're beating their chest. The smoke is coming out. It's, it's made for you. And the man that I'm told can tear it up. Can rip it up. Throw the ball better than anybody. Beats beats his chest when he plays Cleveland. And not Cleveland. Beats his chest when he plays Detroit. Or uh, not Detroit. Chicago, god dang it. Beats his chest when he plays Chicago and says, I own them. I'm like, really? Do you though? Do you? And then he loses. <laughs> oh, he loses. Loses to the one, the only San Francisco 49ers who are now in the NFC Championship game. And then now, a man who told his team, I want out. I will play here no more. I got better things to do. Trade me. And they said, no. Sit your butt down and come to work. And then thumbed his nose at everybody in the world. Say what you will. But basically was like, Psh, I ain't getting shot. After telling everybody or leading people to believe he did. And then basically was like, got hit, went to John Hopkins all of a sudden. And became Dr. Aaron Rodgers. Now he's sitting at home contemplating life. Oh, I just, I gotta make a decision. Everybody in Green Bay is so nice. Cause you got humbled. You got punked. You got, you got shown the other side of the hand. See, when you try to show your ass, excuse me, but it, it tends to backfire sometimes. Aaron Rodgers got exactly what he deserved. A loss. And something he seemed to do every year. Aaron Rodgers is literally the Dirk Nowitzki of the NFL. Very good. Great player. But let's calm down when we put him on the pedestal as the all-in-alls, okay? Like, if your first pick in the NBA draft of all time, all time, damn sure ain't going to be Dirk Nowitzki. He may not be your 20th pick if we want to be frank. And Dirk Nowitzki was a bad dude. But realistically, if I gave you a list of the greatest of the great NBA players, Dirk Nowitzki cracking your top 20. Think about it before you try to give me a smart-ass remark. So, there are plenty of guys in the history of the game that got one Super Bowl. There are plenty of guys in the history of the game that have been good winners. Aaron Rodgers, good winner. Not on the level. When we start talking all-time greats, we got the category starts with Tom Brady, Joe Montana, and then the rest, you can kind of filter in, uh, um, you can filter in Lawrence Taylor, you can filter in... 
Emmett Smith. You can filter in D. You know some of the greats. You can filter in Jerry Rice. You Jim Brown. Excuse me. Let's rewind that list. The list starts with Tom Brady, Jim Brown, Joe Montana. That's the list, okay? Jim Brown is always going to be the top two. You can throw Jerry Rice in there. You can throw. I, you know what I'm saying. The point is, let's back up for a second when we start anointing all Aaron Rodgers, all right? His numbers is great. Wow, 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 wow. But the game is different. Tom Brady, we can honestly say, played the, you know, when they still can knock the dog stab out of you. And then because of Tom Brady, they changed the rules of the game. Can't be hitting the quarterback no more. Oh my God, you can't hit the quarterback. So it's kind of the reason why Tom Brady's playing to be like 45. Let's back up. But the man still went to still still went to ten Super Bowls and won seven. Can't mistake him that. Gotta give him that. So Aaron Rodgers, little overrated. Tom Brady, very great. Slight difference. Remember, kids, when you're measuring people's greatness, you gotta look at what the measurement where the mark is. And then you start going, oh yeah. Stephen A. Smith? Brent Reed. Skip Bayless is like right here somewhere. I had to. Uh, we're not going to do news today. Why not? Because I ran out of time. So, um, and I had some stuff on one because I think Brian Leftwich is going to Jacksonville. I don't know why. I mean, it's a job, but like, really, Brian? Like, Jacksonville? Now, Grammy's going to a good quarterback, but if I. Why is it? Why aren't the Giants hiring these great coaches? Or why didn't if I was Chicago, why didn't I get Brian Leftwich? It's probably sentimental because Leftwich played in Jacksonville, and the most success they had was under Brian Leftwich. God, those teams were good. Anyway, uh, we're gonna come back more downright sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one source for hip hop and R&B. Except today. When sports takes over. And then you can now listen to Downrange Sports Saturdays at 3 o'clock on Trap Radar Radio. <laughs> I'm getting used to saying it. Once I get used to saying it, I won't last. But you can also download the show on all major platform, podcast platforms, anywhere. Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, you name it. Downrange Sports is there. Hey, we'll be right back with more Downrange Sports. If I keep saying the genie comes out. This shit is highly sophisticated. I just make it look easy, nigga. Follow me. I'm so sophisticated To get a verse from me, you gotta be initiated To get a person from me, she gotta be sophisticated Purchase a whip from me and never miss a single payment I'm from the city where the Muslims, even Christians hate it Even the black folk hate to see another nigga made it Tell all them pussies to chill, champagne refrigerated Just bought a chopper cause the last one got it confiscated Count a hundred mil so many times I contemplated You wanna be the hottest, but that shit get complicated I put your card, I know you're pussy by your conversation. Show you the safe you had to kill me for that combination. Made another two million just off the compilation. I just hit a lick, I'm telling you this shit amazing. Got a white bitch from fucking me just like she Jamaican. Sipping purple in that motherfucker concentrated. This for my niggas in them prisons overpopulated. 
This the mob, so you gotta get initiated If you a mob, then you gotta make initial payment We going hard, running back just like it's Walter Payton The game sweet, gave all my niggas an occupation huh. We so sophisticated huh. Shit so sophisticated Hundred million years, bitch, you made it Huh. I'm so sophisticated Smoking weed, busting open all the liquor later I bust her open and I tell her I'm a liquor later Pull out the stick and spray that bitch just like his activator Time to lay down these niggas who still be masquerading We know you pussy so you got my niggas masturbating When I said your mother was a cankerous whore, I'm sorry, man. I did not mean that. She's not. How about you? All right, man. Everybody, <laughs> all right, man. I don't know who I'm talking to. Uh, we're gonna wrap things up, shall we? So, this weekend will be the NFC and AFC championship games. For those of you that need a history lesson, before the NFL merged, there used to be only an NFL champion. Uh, it was an NFL championship. There was no Super Bowl. And then when the AFC was founded, or the AFL, rather, there was an AFL championship game. And then we had to decide who the ultimate teams would be. And then there was the Super Bowl, where Green Bay faced the Chiefs for the first time ever in said Super Bowl. Now there is only one NFL, and then there's an NFC and AFC championship game, which plays homage to these games. History! <laughs> Uh, for the AFC Championship game, we're going to have a rematch of uh, January 5th game. The Bengals are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. And then we're going to have the third time these teams meet this year. The uh, San Francisco 49ers are taking on the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to start backwards. San Francisco found themselves making the playoffs after they basically beat the Rams to get in in overtime. Uh, San Francisco has beaten the Rams all year. Uh, San Francisco, where are we at? San Francisco, historically against the Rams, are 75 and 67 in three ties. <laughs> uh, this year, in the first game that they played in November, 49ers beat the Rams 31 to 10. Uh, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G threw two touchdowns, only 182 yards. We're going to touch on that in a second. Stafford, two interceptions, one touchdown. Then in game two, they kind of reversed stats, even though 49ers still won. 49ers won 27-24 in overtime. Uh, Garoppolo, uh, two interceptions, one touchdown, over 316 passing. Stafford, two, 38 passing, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Where it looks like the 49ers seem to always beat them outside of just playing pretty good defense is they control the they control keeping the ball. They run the ball. They they're not getting a hundred yards rushing, but they're out rushing the Rams. Um, <clears throat> in game one, uh, Mitchell rushed for ninety one yards. In game two, rushed for eighty five. They're not you know Emmitt Smith and Jerome. You know they're not Emmitt Smith and. Uh, some of the greats, they're not rushing for 125 yards, but they keep the ball on the ground, and they basically are telling Jimmy Garoppolo, just don't lose the game. So, control. that's kind of what they did, if you go back and watch against San Francisco, it's similar to what they did. 
They just like, hey, we're going to control this ball a little bit. We're going to make sure they don't lose. Same thing Nick San Francisco did against uh, Dallas, kind of sort. You know, let's control the ball. For the Rams, their defense is stellar. Their defense is stout. Their defense is going to apply pressure. And the, the, the way the Rams played against Tampa before the fourth quarter, they kind of should do the, the same thing versus, you know, the 49ers. They've seen them three times. History said anything, more than likely the Rams will probably win. The Rams' defense is on another level. You know, you just got to get Jimmy Garoppolo to make mistakes, but that team won't allow him to because they keep the ball on the ground. So it's going to be... I, I, I got the Rams winning because I picked the Rams to go to the Super Bowl against the Bills. The Bills didn't hold their end of the bargain, but it ain't the Bills for us because of the next game, what we're going to talk about, and that's my man, Joe Barrow. Mr. Get the Gap, Get the Gap, Get the Gap. Joe Barrow, Mr. Cigar Smoking Barrow himself, is taking care of business. The first When they played the, uh, the Chiefs this year, Barrow threw for 446 with four touchdowns. No surprise, because that Chiefs defense sometimes be out for lunch. Now, granted, the Chiefs got the one, the only Mr. Patrick Mahomes, but the Bengals' defense is better than what we think. Now, they're not legendary, and they're not great, but they do enough to make sure Joe Burrow has what he needs to keep him in the game. So, like, the defense doesn't give up a ton of points. So, when they played them the first time, they uh, was 34-31, and uh, Patrick Mahomes threw two touchdowns, 259 passing, not his greatest game, but we know what Patrick Mahomes can do, especially with the last end of the game. Basically, Patrick Mahomes has, Patrick Mahomes is the Michael Jordan of the NFL. That's what I'm calling him. Because, first of all, if you look at the man's numbers, what he has done since entering the league, he has he has a winning he has a winning percentage in the playoffs. Not to mention, I think this is like his fourth. AFC Championship game. He ain't been in the league for five years or something like that. So you gotta tip your cap and bow down to a real pit like Patrick Mahomes here when you're looking at him. So I'm I'm going with the Chiefs. I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes. I did last week and he called me on the phone. I let me read you the text. Actually, it, it I was hurt after I got the text. I'll read you the text and from Patrick. You know, PH as I call him, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, hey Brent, I'm very disappointed, man. His voice sounds a little different. We all know that, but, you know, I, I'm disappointed, Brent. You picked against me. You never pick against me. You you consistently have my back. And I just had to show you last week, like, bruh, don't, don't pick against me, man. Like, come on, ride or die. Like, let's go, you know, you know, your boy, sincerely, P, you know, PH15. You know what I'm saying? Because he's got a PhD and just being a beast. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Patrick Mahomes is that hes that guy. So, I appreciate him sending me that text message. And I won't bet against you anymore, Patrick. So, gear up. Uh, Chiefs, Rams, Super Bowl, L.A. And there will be, special announcement, there will be a Super Bowl preview show. Not next week, but the week leading into the Super Bowl. We're going to uh, preview the whole Super Bowl. We're have some fun. Also, uh, for the podcast only, unless we get the green light, uh, post-Super Bowl show, YouTube, and the podcast, you can download it. Uh, as soon as the Super Bowl's over, uh, I'll shoot a show, and then right after that. So, basically, two hours after the Super Bowl, it'll be available. It'll be 
us just reviewing the game. Hopefully, it's exciting enough to review because if it's boring, I'm not doing the show. Like, it will be very, very unnecessary. So, yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, so, I came up with a theory I'm going to end the show on. I'm just curious. I'm going to put it out there. So, Jordan, Michael Jordan retired from the NBA three times. First time in the 90s. Second time in the 90s, third time in the 2000s with the Washington Wizards. The, the reboot, as I call it. That's my new word for the month, the reboot. And if you remember, Mr. Jordan retired a year before. When Jordan, reti- Jordan retired a year, if I'm not mistaken, before LeBron came to the NBA. Everybody knew about this young man known as LeBron James. Now, you all know I'm on record saying Michael is better than Jordan. I'm on record saying that. You can go back and listen to some old shows. I really wish you would. (laughs) But, what if Michael Jeffrey Jordan, while on the Washington Wizards, was averaging 20 points a game, which is pretty good for a man that was, you know, a thousand years old. What if he said, you know, I, I kind of don't want to, I don't want to, you know, stick around while this young whippersnapper shows up and, you know, he may kill my lore. He may, he may take me out. Now, granted, Jordan retired the summer of 2020. To, uh, 2002, uh, LeBron was drafted in 2023, the summer of 2023. I, to kill my argument, I don't think Jordan could have played another two years. But what if? What if Mike was like, I don't want to face this kid. Like, I, I think Mike could have made me squeeze out another two years. Now, granted, it had been on Washington, and Washington was terrible. But he was the president of the team. He could have traded himself anywhere. You know what I'm saying? He could have traded himself anywhere. So, did Michael retire again because he didn't want to face LeBron? Kind of another scenario, if you will. Go with me. Mike comes out of retirement to play with Washington because he became president of the team or some weirdness. What, though? What if Phil could have convinced Mike to join the Lakers those last two years and he could have played with Shaq and Kobe? Would that not have been, like, the biggest what? Like, really? Like, come on. Like, Kobe, Shaq, Mike, one team. Mike was productive. And if you had games, Mike, like, Mike's best teammate was Jerry Stackhouse. No disrespect to Jerry Stackhouse, but Jerry Stackhouse, like, he wasn't no world beater. (laughs) And, oh, oh, also, my favorite, please, God, I hope he hears this, Kwame Brown, the angriest black man in America, Maybe the world, maybe the you. Kwame Brown is definitely on Thanos levels as far as him just ravaging everybody as he's going for all the Infinity Stones to just wipe out any analyst or any pundit or any person with an opinion. It's the best. I love listening to him, especially that one with him and Gilbert Arenas. That had to be the dumbest, most entertaining conversation, which is two rich men yelling at each other. I loved it. It was great. It was fantastic. Thank you for watching, listening to Downray Sports. It's been um, fun. Uh, not back next week. No, take a week off. That's right. I said it. Take a week off. So Downray Sports is off. We're going black next week. But the week after, 
Dallas Sports is back. All football. That's right. All football. Preview the Super Bowl. Uh, thank you all for listening. You can all, always hear the show on brand new episodes on Thursdays, DynastyRadioNY.com. You can also listen to the repeat episodes Tuesday at 8 o'clock on DynastyRadioNY.com. We're happy to be at uh, TrapRadarRadio.com. Uh, Saturdays at 3 o'clock. You can download the podcast anywhere. All major podcasts are downloaded. Uh, follow us on all major platforms. Uh, streaming platforms. Uh, gosh darn it. Follow us on all major social media platforms under the tag down Ray Sports. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you Super Bowl week. As always, be safe and deuces. Keep it ghetto like sunflower seeds and quarter waters. You're walking through it. 
you know, talk them through it Know these beats is more than music whenever I talk to it Destined for greatness and y'all knew this when I doubled the pie Had the shorty and the girdle coming out of BWI And I hated algebra, but I loved the multiply And I told my nigga big I'd be multi before I die It's gon' happen whether rapping or clapping Have it your way, cause if that's my dough you're trapping I'm clapping your way, shorty ghetto Half black, half oriental 86, she got me rental This situation ain't accident 